0: Coming up before 8 o'clock, we'll bring you more student phenology reports. But up next, the full enchilada. Oh, I love enchiladas. (laughs) It's time for the phenology show. Phenology is the rhythmic, biological nature of events as they relate to climate. And we're going to start off today with two words from the beginning of the alphabet that have a great deal of importance and meaning right now. And the first word is aspect. And aspect is the relationship of any place on Earth to the sun. So, for instance, this time of year, uh, south-facing hillsides, even though we've got 20 inches of snow on the ground out there, a south-facing hillside right now is probably going to be bare. And I only need to turn my head and look out the front doors of the studio at the south-facing bank behind me, and there is dirt showing through, and on my own property, those areas where there are south-facing exposures. And in one particular spot on my uh, driveway, there's a nice opening to the south, and there's a balsam that sits right there on the north side of my road, and and the area for like five feet in front of that balsam is all bare ground, and that's where the deer are going to lay down, and that's where the grouse are going to take off from. Uh, that is aspect the north facing hillsides those those that have uh, no exposure to the sun that's where you're going to find your snow banks right up to the end And so think about aspect as you move around today and look for spots where, you know, where the sun is really getting, uh, getting its power down on the ground and changing things. And the other A word that we're going to work with today, besides aspect, and this ties right in, is albedo. And albedo is the proportion of incident light or radiation that is reflected by a surface and it is aligned in a scale of 0 to 1 with 1 being 100% reflection. So, for example, the snow-covered ground out there, the albedo of that snow is like 0.9, so 90% of the incoming sunlight, incoming radiation from the sun is going to get reflected back. The forest itself, the the trees, so if you're in a stand of Norway's or if you're hanging out by a bunch of spruce or, or balsams, it the albedo there is 15 or 0.15, 15% of the incoming solar radiation goes back out into space. So 85% of that solar radiation is absorbed by those trees, and that is... Eighty-five percent is why. Speaking of aspect, why those south-facing hillsides, especially those covered with trees, are showing through the twenty inches of snow that's on the ground? They just are. It's just the nature of dark of dark objects to to uh, to reflect the light. And and the Earth as a whole, seen from a planetary perspective, about thirty-one percent it the albedo is about 0. 0.31 or 31%. So 31% of the incoming radiation gets reflected back into space and that's clouds and mountains and seawater and everything else. So uh but on a local level <clears throat> if you are out walking around as I was yesterday The red oaks are dropping some of their leaves. They've dropped many of their leaves, but some of the red oaks still are holding leaves. Those leaves that are falling off now, if you look at them, their albedo is higher than or lower, pardon me, lower than than the albedo of the snow, which is 90 percent. So they warm up and they cut right down into the snow and right now they're about 3 maybe 4 inches below the surface of the snow as the sun shines on them and they warm up they just melt their way down and and that's a really good example of albedo another example of albedo that is easily observed is if you're in a uh, like I was in a hardwood forest look at the look at the base of the tree Or look at this, even something as thin as the stem of a hazel, which is about as thick as your little finger, uh, there is right around the base of that, there is snow melting back. And that's because the sunlight that shines in there, most of it gets reflected back off of the snow but a little of it gets reflected back off of something as dark as a tree trunk, and it melts the snow away from the base of those trees. So check all of that out, Aspect and Albedo. And they are both easily seen right now. So as you're walking around, those are the kinds of things that you can see. We are now seven days into the month of March. looking at the month of March for events to take place. Uh, Pussy willows typically emerge on the 4th of March. Uh, Canada geese return on the 22nd. These are all average dates. So in 40 years, these are the average dates that I have observed these things. Canada geese will be seen flying back into the area on the 22nd. Along that same time about the same time that the geese come back we're going to start seeing uh diving ducks showing up here on the mississippi river and they will include golden eyes buffleheads, heads uh scalp uh, ring neck ducks um will be a bunch of the divers the the dabblers the teal the wood ducks and the mallards they're not coming until uh the shorelines are completely open but with uh, open water in the rivers the diving ducks will certainly be back chipmunks on the 23rd of March robins on the 24th redwing blackbirds on the 28th great blue herons on the 29th and killdeer on March 30th. So lots of birds and a few, a few small mammals are going to emerge from their uh, winter. Well, the birds are migrating the mammal. The chipmunk is going to be coming up out of the ground and starting to feed and get active on the surface. Among the things I've observed over the past week, trumpeter swans, just about anywhere there's open water now, there are probably trumpeter swans. I've been watching the bald eagles at the nest in my front yard, and they are not yet sitting on eggs. That typically takes place on the 9th of March. That's the first day that I noticed them sitting on eggs, but they have been uh, visiting the nest and, uh, and doing courtship and, um, and mating. And so I expect that any day now they will lay eggs. Uh, she will lay eggs and, uh, and begin to brood. And once that happens, I'll be able to, once I see her there all day, every day, I'll know that, uh, that they are, that she is sitting on eggs. Uh, I still have a, a an early arriving male redwing blackbird still coming to my feeder every day. I don't, know that this is a migrator i suspect it might just be like this uh, odd you know let's beat the rush by getting up there early or maybe he spent the entire winter up here and just discovered my feeder but now that he's discovered it he's he's hanging pretty close and liking it quite a bit uh as i mentioned uh pussy willows Yesterday, I've been I've been watching these pussy willows, and yesterday I went out. Now, I've watched these pussy willows for several years, so I know the, that one of them is a male and one of them is a female. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. Pussy willows are monoecious, that is, there's, uh, I mean, dioecious, two houses. There are both, there are plants that are male and plants that are female. I looked at the two plants yesterday. The male flowers, the male amens, they're called, are quite, Prominent, they they were visible from a distance, but the female aments I had to walk right up to the tree, and they are just cracks in the in the scale of the bud. So, if you got up close enough, you could see this thin white line of the ament below the scale. Mm, Pardon me, and and that indicates that they are coming out as well. Uh, these two plants will, their development will coincide. And uh, when the pollen is produced by the male, uh, the female flowers will be open and ready to receive that pollen as well. So the pussy willows are definitely out. And if you have pussy willows in your area, you might want to get out and give them a close look and see if they're doing the same. Uh, Cattails. I was out uh, yesterday. I took a snowshoe hike through a bog A swamp really not a bog but a a swamp and uh cattails were were growing here and there in the swamp and all of them were at that point where they've sort of exploded and now any little wind is picking up the seeds and moving them along and so the cattails are definitely throwing seeds right now uh I've got trembling aspen that I'm watching. The one in my yard is still pretty tight. I wasn't able to discern any open buds on it, but the one down by my mailbox, which is a male, is, uh, is quite developed. I would say half to two-thirds of the, of the catkins on that willow are open. Now, uh, I said willow because trembling aspens belong to the willow family. They have a flower much like the pussy willow. And so if you are looking at aspens, you if you have, like I do with this one, where the branches are right down at the ground level and I can kind of walk up to them and look at them, uh, it's pretty easy to see if they're open or not. But if you, if you don't have an aspen with low branches on it, take, Uh, take your binoculars out and i like to find i like to find a, a branch that's got something dark like a balsam or a spruce behind it so that i can isolate those uh little buds and see if they're open or not so far the one in my yard is not open but the one down by the mailbox is uh beyond that that's uh that's pretty much what's happening at my house right now um the the tag alder <clears throat> the speckled alder catkins are not yet soft the male flower the the tag alder the speckled alder is that is both male and female flowers are on the same plant. The male flowers are the long dangling catkins. They're about an inch to an inch and a quarter long right now. If you go up and pinch them, they're hard as a brick. They're really hard, but they are getting brighter. They're getting more red. And I can see that when I drive by big patches of speckled alder. I can see that increasing redness of the male flower. And they are, as I said, still too hard to to think that they're expanding any at all, but they're going to start and they will be uh, on average. It's April 2nd that they are yielding pollen. So uh, we'll be watching those through the month of March and finding out when they get ready to yield pollen. Those are tag alders or speckled alders. And they are, as far as I know, they are the first plant, first tree to flower in Northern Minnesota. That's the phenology show for this week. Remember to keep your eyes open and uh, make yourself aware. And if you live in the Bemidji or Crookston areas, we're, uh, we're holding a couple of um, training sessions this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Friday in Bemidji and Saturday in Crookston. You can contact us at KAXE if you're interested in joining us at those training sessions.